On this episode of the iFilmmaker podcast, I am listing everything I hate about the Panasonic GH5. Welcome to another episode of the iFilmmaker podcast. My name is Ariel Martinez. This is podcast number 121. Wow. I was just looking at that right now when I was starting up this podcast and I could not believe how many episodes we've done. It's really seemed like it's gone by so fast and I'm very appreciative. Um, This is the reason why I started the podcast because it doesn't feel like I'm working so much. Not to say that hard work isn't good, but you know, I needed a way to kind of give you guys a bunch of content without me feeling overwhelmed with the whole YouTube thing. I love the YouTube thing, but it's just super, super overwhelming for my kind of work. Anyways, thank you guys for continuing to listen. Um, just to remind you guys that we recently did an episode with uh, the great Alex Ferrari. He's a director and host of the Indie Film Hustle podcast. That is episode number 120. Um, it's the one just before this one. And that was probably one of my favorite episodes. I learned personally so much on that episode, and I highly encourage you guys to go and check that one out. Um, it's obviously on all platforms. It's on iTunes. Spotify, Google Play, everywhere, Stitcher, SoundCloud, everywhere, uh, as well as YouTube because that one was live. So go and check that out. And speaking of live, make sure that you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Get notified. Turn that bell, that notification bell on. I'm not very, very knowledgeable on YouTube like other people are, but make sure that you have your notifications turned on so that you can get notified every single time we go live. Um, As soon as we hit that live button, everyone is receiving those notifications that we're live and many of you are tuning in live. So I do appreciate that. Um, And you can literally join in our conversation, watch it live, send in your questions, etc. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. I wish I had a platform like that so that that I can tune in when I first got started. So uh, make sure you get go and take advantage of that. Um, So I guess we'll start with the episode now. So I've, as many of you know, I've been using the GH5 now for a little bit of time and I've been absolutely loving this camera. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal camera. I cannot say enough about it. Um, And a lot of my friends and many of you have been saying, man, you really love that camera. Um, You don't hate anything about it. I'm like, "Eh, that's not true. Well, you don't say anything that you hate about it. And I'm like, yeah, that is true. So I want to dedicate this episode to just basically everything I wish was different about the the Panasonic GH5, um, what I would change about it to make it a much, much better camera. And the reason I'm doing this is because it is true. I've been loving on this camera so much without giving you guys a, a fair assessment of everything. And I feel like a good way of doing that would be to basically give you a list of everything that I would change about it, everything that I don't like about it, uh, etc. If you want to hear everything I really feel about this camera, well, not really feel, but the things I do like about this camera, uh, you can watch or listen to any one of the other episodes that include the GH5, etc. Because I just love on this camera so much. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. So I have a few lists, uh, a list of uh, several things here that I wish were different on this camera. And I'm going to go ahead and start with the connections while the screen is flipped out. So 
One of the things I love about the camera is that it has a flip out screen because I can get very versatile when getting high angle, low angle, side angle shots, uh, wherever I'm at. And I am very running gun when it comes to my filmmaking style and technique. I like to be very nimble. I like to be very versatile. And so a flip out screen that can move in pretty much any different direction, um, it's very, very useful to me. However, that versatility almost pretty much goes away the moment I need to start connecting anything like a headphone jack, uh, a microphone, not really a microphone because the microphone jack is just above the screen, but the headphone jack, an HDMI cable, or a USB-C cable, which is usually never the case. Um, the biggest, most intrusive connection here is the HDMI, the full HDMI cable. Now, I am very very appreciative of the full-size HDMI uh, connection on this camera. However, the problem is, is that um, the uh, as soon as you connect it, now with the screen flipped out, you really don't, you're really not able to kind of flip it up and down anymore. So um, you lose that uh, capability of being more mobile and versatile, getting high angle and low angle shots because you can't flip the screen down and up and in those different directions anymore. And so even if I had an external monitor, uh, at least I haven't even found a, a mount for an external monitor that is very versatile wherein I can just press a button and kind of move it in any different direction. I'm still waiting for somebody to come out with that. Come on, guys. Um, so yeah, that is my critique of that. Like, and you know what, it doesn't matter that it's a full size HDMI cable because even if it's, it's simply the placement of it, um, even if it was a, uh, micro HDMI or mini HDMI cable connection, it would still have the same issue. It's like smack in the middle of the screen right there, um, with the screen flipped open. Um, and then the headphone jack, the headphone jack is like just above it. So like, it's it basically grazes it really hard um, when you flip the screen up and down. So I try to always avoid um, having to flip the screen in those cases. But um, if I'm following a subject and I need to grab that audio, I need to make sure that I'm monitoring that audio. Uh, yeah, that that'll kind of limit my mobility in that sense. So, yeah, the connections while the screen is out is something that I feel could possibly be improved. I mean, looking at the camera right now, maybe they could have just moved it a uh, half an inch forward toward the front of the camera. Maybe that'll give it a little bit more mobility. Um, probably not to completely be out of range, out of the full range of motion for the for the screen, but I think it would definitely help. But I'm no expert in this engineering of this beautiful beast here. Um, so moving on, the next thing that I want to go ahead and complain about for the Panasonic GH5 is are the file, the, the codecs, they're, they're very rough to edit. And I don't know if anybody else is having this issue, but, and you know what, uh, <laughs> here I am defending the GH5. Um, it could very well be my editing software because Premiere has been going really haywire lately with regards to my editing has been getting really rough to edit a lot of things, but especially my GH5 files. My GH5 files are very, very hard to edit in the sense that just scrubbing through the timeline is exhausting. That thing will take forever to load and even render one frame. I'm not kidding. That is very annoying. So that's something that I wish would change. I don't know if it's 
the filing system. I don't know if it's the codec in which the camera is saving these files in. Um, I'm not an expert on that stuff, but anytime I have no other issue with any other camera except the GH5. They're very rough to edit. As beautiful as they are to look at, they're very rough to kind of scrub through my timeline um, and whatnot. So yeah, that that's kind of annoying. Um, you know what? And something actually I, I don't have listed here, but it, while we're talking about codecs, what's the deal with that? The fact that I can't play some of these clips off of like QuickTime here on my Mac, that's quite ridiculous. It's quite ridiculous. I want to be able to monitor, not monitor, but at least play back my clips off of the QuickTime player here. Um, I, I don't even think I can even use VLC player and that plays everything. Uh, there are some um, codecs uh, that I just simply cannot play back unless I import it into Premiere or DaVinci or any other editor. Um, if any of you have any responses to that, please let me know. Uh, you could write any comments to this episode on the website at ifilmmaker at the ifilmmaker.tv. Uh, go to the page for this episode, episode 121, and write me comments there. That's where I'll really see the comments for this episode. Let me know how I can kind of fix that. I don't know if there's a way around that, but anyways, moving forward to the next one. The next thing that I don't like about the GH5, and it's been annoying since the first day I got this camera, is the location of the display button. The display button is inconveniently placed just under one of the uh, the thumb wheel here. Um, I press it all the time. There's no way to avoid it. Simply grabbing the camera puts your thumb right on that button. And when I'm running and gunning like I usually am, just moving around all the time, especially for events, I use this camera a lot for events. Um, it's light, I can move around, it's very low profile. Um, I tend to press that button quite often. And, and it's annoying because, it's annoying because um, I like to have my leveler on my screen oftentimes just to make sure that I'm getting a, a good uh, leveled uh, composition but pressing that button just removes it so I then have to cycle through all the other displays to go back to where I was it really slows me down it's very annoying so yeah I wish they would put that button somewhere else completely it looks like there's space enough around the record button over here where the function one is on top they could put it there so it was just kind of annoying. Uh, I wish that they would move it somewhere else. I really hate it that it's there. It's low profile. You can't even feel it. Um, I guess it helps that it's kind of low profile there, but still, you still press it nonetheless, and it's quite annoying. I wish they would put that somewhere else. Um, okay, here is a big issue one. So the next thing I hate is the reverse recording or whatever you call that, basically where... You think you're recording, but you're not recording. Then you start recording. You really start recording when you're done recording. I wish that that was more noticeable. The reason this first came up, first of all, is because when I first got the GH5, I bought, uh, uh, I bought the the the, the, the SD cards that I bought with it were the Delkin device uh, V60, right? These are V60. Uh, cards. I thought these were going to be fast enough for my GH5. They're not cheap. They're V60 uh, uh, cards in speed. So I thought these were going to be enough. 
I was wrong. They're not enough. So what happens with these cards is that you can easily start recording and it'll record perfectly for as long as you want. However, when you stop recording, it'll stay recording. It'll stay writing everything that you just recorded for a very long time. And I'm talking like it's been on there for like 10 seconds after I've hit the stop button. That's a big problem for me because when I'm running and gunning at events or whatever it is that I'm shooting, um, I need to be able to stop and start fairly quickly. So if I just want to stop recording and just to make a new clip and not have such a long ongoing clip, which I usually like to shoot that way. I don't like to have long clips. Um, <clears throat> I need to be able to start recording right away. This does not allow me to do that. I mean, at least those cards do not allow me to do that. And even then, I have a V90, an Angelbird V90 in there, which is now my main card uh, to shoot with the Panasonic GH5. Um, sometimes I'll start even then a little bit too fast, but it's not so apparent. It doesn't make it very obvious that I'm not recording, right? So I'm looking at my screen and... Even when it stay, it says that it's still writing to the card. It's red. It has a red blinking, uh, a red blinking icon on there. And to me, in my psyche, it tells me that I'm recording. So I'm thinking I'm recording this whole time. And then I hit stop recording, and then I basically stop paying attention to that. And for several clips, for several clips, I'm then now reverse recording. Basically, not recording crap. I'm recording me walking to different places. It is very annoying and it is very annoying every time I, I realize that this is happening only in, in post-production when I import all my footage and oh, it, it happened a big, big time. It happened in, at Wadapalooza where I missed a lot, a lot of important shots um, for the elite qualifiers and whatnot for the elite events. I missed some huge important shots because of this horrible, horrible feature. I wish the way to fix that would be to kind of make it more apparent that you're not recording or make it more apparent that you are recording. Maybe put a, put a big red box around the entire frame. I don't know, something to let me know that I'm not recording and that I am recording. Something to make it more obvious. Don't blink a red icon when I'm not recording because that makes me think I am recording. But that with that that blinking red icon is basically the 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 icon of the SD card. Uh, that's blinking, it's basically saying that it's just writing. At least remove that part. Remove that part. Don't make it red and blinking because that tells me recording. So that's just, I, I don't know if that might be the biggest issue that I have with the camera. The fact that I reverse record a ton with it. So it just, it just sucks. It just sucks. Um, so the next thing I hate about the GH5 um, is the word LUT. The word LUT, I hate it. It is so annoying. What are you talking about, Ariel? So when you're shooting, and anyone that owns a GH5, when you're shooting in, in V-Log, when you're shooting in V-Log, um, personally, I don't like to look at a flat image. I don't. It, it just looks nasty to me. And it does not help me. I need something to help me reference exposure a little bit better and contrast just a little bit better. Come in the LUTs. That's what I use LUTs for. That's what I use to help me display um, more uh, more accurate contrast, more accurate colors, more accurate exposure, etc. Um, 
the reason, uh, but the problem is, I'm sorry, the problem with the GH5 is that when I'm using a LUT in V-Log, it smacks the word LUT in a white box in the middle, almost in the middle of the screen. And it is so annoying. It is super annoying. The thing is, and let me actually verify this right now. It has the word LUT, whether it's, uh, whether you have a LUT on or off. So if I was to uh, I have the GH5 in my hand right now, if I was to go right now and swap over to, oh man, I'm still in PAL. This sucks because my last shoot was, um, was for, a an Australian, was it Australian German broadcast? So I could still go to vlog. Yes. It ha- so it says monitor MON vlog HDMI LUT. Like it's just a big white box that's just smacked in the on screen right there. I wish they would remove that. Take it off. Put the uh put the letters off to the side somewhere. Somewhere. Not in the middle of the screen. It's not really in the middle of the screen, but it's very apparent that it's there. I get it. You're on or you're off. I get that. Um, at least give us the options to remove it. And maybe I might be sounding stupid if there is that option, but <laughs> I haven't seen it. If anybody knows where the heck that is, please let me know. Um, it is very, very annoying. I really want to remove that. So the word LUT or the, the little white LUT box, basically anytime you're shooting in V-Log on the camera's monitor, you're going to see that no matter what. So... It sucks. All right. So the next thing, um, uh, the side screen function, side screen function menu cannot be removed. Okay. Yes. That is a huge one. Also, it's actually very annoying. Um, if you're on the GH five and you're toggling through your displays, right? You'll notice that in no display in absolutely any display, even on on the displays that that um, that basically takes everything off of the screen, you cannot remove the side the the menu that's on the, the tabs that are on the right side of the screen. You can't remove those. I never, hardly ever use those. The only the only thing I have on there that I use is the LUTs when I'm shooting in vlog. But even then, I can't remove it. I don't know, and, and and I've tried, and I've tried looking for it. Again, if anybody knows, um, if anybody knows how to how to remove that, please let me know, because I can't. I don't know where that stuff is. It's very annoying. I would like to at least, at least have the option of removing that. You know, leave it if you want, but don't force me to leave it. I like to sometimes see a very plain screen in the middle of an interview. I don't need my settings anymore. Take everything off. I don't have that option. It sucks. Considering the fact that I never use those. I never use those options. I know I could and that's great, but I never use it. Please remove that. All right. Another thing that uh, I wish was better on the Panasonic GH5 is the monitoring monitoring audio. It gets a, get a bit tricky. I've had some issues where I've had some issues where I'm listening to the audio and I have 
pretty good headphones and it sounds really good on my headphones. It sounds good. But when I come and bring it in and, you know, the levels are normal, everything's fine. But when I bring it into Premiere, all of a sudden I'm peaking. I'm peaking. And it's not like they're wave files where then I can just bring everything back. No, it stays peaked. It basically peaks up at top, it clips, and I'm like, it's very annoying. Very, very annoying. I wish that that was different. So what I what I do now is I just make sure that my levels are far less than what I think they should be. So I basically, um, I just keep them like hitting the middle, and then I'll raise them up in post, which, yeah, I don't know. It's not ideal, but it's the way that I can make sure I'm not clipping so i prefer that than clipping any day um i could turn on the uh the limiter and it works well oftentimes but i don't uh, i don't get used to that i don't get used to that i make sure that if it's dialogue i make sure that i can monitor it properly unless i'm in some crazy uncontrollable event and i just cannot control the loud music or whatever i'm just gonna have to deal with everything which it's I don't think I've ever had that issue, so I don't even know why I brought that up. So anyways, um, yeah, the sound, that's something that could probably be fixed. And that's about it. I mean, I don't know anything else that I can think of. And I tried. I sat down here um, and started just listing everything. I, I had the camera in hand. I know I don't take advantage of all the features uh, features of this camera, but the features that I do take advantage of, I love them very much. Um, those are just several things of the uh, of the of the camera that I wish were different, um, and it would make the camera much much better. And uh, with all that being said, I know I just trashed on the GH5 just now. I love this camera. If that has not already been clear, um, so this camera is a fantastic fantastic camera. I still still think it's a leading contender, obviously in the SLR department of of uh cameras uh but um yeah it's it's just a terrific mirrorless beautiful camera that just gives you a lot more flexibility a lot more bang for your buck than most of the cameras out there right now so um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i don't know if it kind of deterred anyone out there from from uh purchasing the camera I, if you have any questions i would love to answer them make sure you go over to ifilmmaker.tv write your comments on this episode um i look forward to uh to, to reading those comments and to replying to you guys once again remember we are going we do go live all the time here on the facebook channel make sure over over there at the facebook channel make sure you're subscribed and you have those notifications turned on um our next upcoming uh you know, live episodes. We have uh, Joshua Martin coming back. We're good. He just recently moved and got a job over at Notre Dame University. That's going to be cool. So we'll have him on the show. Mr. Heber Cannon is the director of pretty much all the CrossFit films that you see, documentaries that you see on on Netflix. He's going to be on the show as well. Looking forward to that. Uh, just trying to uh, tie that in and and i'm in contact with other people to to get them back on the show like caleb pike joe simon uh things like that i want to continue to 
push the podcast even further now. And and I want to encourage you guys, share this with your friends, share this with people that you think would benefit from information like this. Obviously, we don't always talk about gear. Oftentimes, I talk about my career. Oftentimes, I'm talking about the things that I experience on set, off set, etc. Um, all that stuff, dealing with clients. Share these episodes with people that you think will benefit from uh, just gaining all this stuff that we're, we're basically putting out there. So I appreciate you guys. I thank you guys for listening. And until then, I'll see you on the next one. Later. Later.